Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> yeah. That's the most uh, awkward eye contact I've ever made with you. Was like, that was weird. Yeah. Solid 10 seconds of us wondering if we were recording or not. Okay, anyway. Yes. All right, wait a minute. Ramsey! <laughs> it's not gonna not gonna help me. Hey, hi Mike. Great yeah. to see you again for our series that, on logical fallacies. That seemed natural. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. I think you know this goes to our authenticity. Yeah, oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not good. I'll put in yeah. some of those edit noises that I uh found for that other episode where we kept screwing up. Oh yeah. Beep. Yeah, yeah exactly. The uh, all right, so we're working on common fallacies, and I thought the first list, all right, if you've listened to the previous podcast, was pretty darn impressive. Uh, and you're yeah. thinking, could there possibly be any more? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and lo and behold, yes, uh, yeah, it, there's a there's a bunch more. It covers a lot of ground, and and so uh, to uh, this episode, we're going to talk about propaganda, the the things that uh, sort of uh, uh, take uh take our fears and our you know stir our emotions to a to a rough place um and uh and again there's some overlap and we're not going to cover where there's overlap to the previous episode and so on but um these are things that people might use in their story that they tell themselves you might use it in the story you tell yourself dear listener uh and uh, you might be listening for it in a crucial conversation from the other person. So it's just things that we can name and be able to address and say, wait a minute, that's not true. It can't work because it, it logically does not hold water. Mm-hmm. So um, appeal to fear is the Ooh. first one. Appeal to fear. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Who, who doesn't like that? Right. Um, and uh, and the way I've heard it in uh, you know a manager's meeting is uh, hey hey we can't do this ad campaign it's going to be bad for business people could take this the wrong way and sue. Now, mm-hmm. there may be reasons to not do this marketing campaign, um, but you know a, a couple people suing isn't necessarily saying that it's a bad marketing campaign. Those two mm-hmm. things don't go together, and we've often talked about legal departments being the anti-sales department, right? If, if they oh, yeah. uh, take over and say, oh, no, 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 we can't do this, 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 and this. I, I once had a client that went from uh, being able to advertise that they had a $10 million endowment uh, for their uh, uh, nonprofit. They took it down to, I think we ended up going with 500,000 because they were worried about how it would look if so-and-so found out that such and such had happened. Oh, it would just be a scandal. And uh, but the reality was 10 million was what was going to actually I had NPR on the phone. I was literally talking to the reporter on air from NPR um, and we missed the the boat because I had to drop it down to say, well, actually, we're only going to say it's 500,000. He said, well, I'm not interested then. So we appealed to fear in ourselves and knocked ourselves out of a big uh, a lot of publicity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I saw this one, I thought of, uh, you know, I'm sitting in a meeting, we're talking about, you know, following up with customers for salespeople. And somebody says, well, if, you know, if we, if we hire somebody to do their follow up, then the salespeople will get lazy and they won't do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Our entire team's going to turn into big slugs uh, because <laughs> Just we overnight. With one portion of the process. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
no, no, come on, really, let's let's talk. Uh, the next one. All right, appeal to pity, and and you know it's, it's just what it says, right? You're just appealing to uh, uh, the subject being worthy of pity. So you know an example that I've seen countless times. Um, the example I give here is uh, we can't fire him for embezzling. He has kids to support, mm-hmm. and um, he may have kids to support, uh, but if he's embezzled, it may be time to move him on. You know that that mm-hmm. might be the right course of action. It doesn't have anything to do with him having kids to support. He might be fireable. Um, oh yeah, well, this we happens in, a lot. We live in the Midwest, so oftentimes right. it's <laughs> it's you know he's not embezzling. He's just completely incapable of doing the job that we've got him you know in the role of and and you'll you'll ask you'll say hey you know, what is it that keeps him in that job and and everybody will go yeah he's just a nice guy right <laughs> you know and yeah we do that as the as the midwestern folks right i i'm not lying to you i had a general manager who uh was so upset with a uh, an, an inept general manager i mean he was costing them money 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 and uh i just said well you fussed about him for three visits to me privately why is he still here and he looked off out the window and just sort of paused and he didn't he never looked back at me he wouldn't look back at me he just kept looking out the window and he said you know mark it changes you when you see a grown man cry (laughs) and that's why he kept that man employed there and they eventually went out of business. Uh, yeah. Appeal so, to pity. Yeah. So in this case, it worked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I went with appeal to pity and I kept my job. <laughs> and it was successful. And it worked. Yeah. Great. And it bankrupt us. All right. I can't even pronounce the next one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, exigency. That's how I'm going to say it. That, that's nice. I don't know if yeah. that's how it is pronounced, but it sounds great. Uh, it sounded good to me. Um, yeah. The, the idea of a, a limited time offer you know, that, that there's a time limit or a deadline. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason that this argument is valid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this offer good today only. Oh, shoot, it's good today only? I don't need it, but gosh, I better take advantage of it, right? We've mm-hmm. never seen that work in the car business, I know. Oh, I know you've no. never seen that happen, but there it is. Yeah, the the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. going to create an artificial deadline or 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 the other one right if we can't get it done by the end of the year we just shouldn't do it yeah (laughs) so what happens if we do it at the end of january yeah right (laughs) oh nothing yeah yeah. you're just making up rules so you yeah you you know you're just creating this fear that uh, yeah with this artificial deadline looming and we can't do it we should just stop now yeah oh this it's hopeless yeah just give up i love that you know uh, next one is repetition, and that's literally what it sounds like. We're just going to repeat an argument over and over again, even if it's illogical, uh, in in the hopes that we will believe it. And um, and I again, you know, these are things we've seen in the car business. Um, it's like we always say around here: customers from that end of town never buy from us. Mm-hmm. In coaching, we call it a limiting belief, right? We've said it to ourselves so many times that we really think it's true, and and it's just not. You know, people from that end of town buy, buy from us. You know, we've got proof. We can go into our systems and look it up. We could go find out why they're not buying from us and get him to buy from us. But if we just keep saying something and say, well, it's, it's hopeless, we're not going to go there, then that's a logical fallacy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember my uncle, he worked for me and 
he was probably one of the greatest salespeople I've ever met in my entire life. He could sell mm-hmm. anything to anybody. And so we're, we're working, we built this retail outlet and this guy comes walking up and he ran away and just left me there. And I was like, Hey, you know, can I help you? And, you know, just doing the thing. And then when the guy left, he came, you know, he came running back. He's like, sorry about that. I'm like, what was that? He goes, I can't sell people who have jackets with elbow patches. Stop. That's not true. 100% true. Mike, you don't look, look, these are good enough arguments. They stand on their own. The content's good. You don't have to make up stories like that. No, he, <laughs> That's awesome. he, he had this, this psychotic fear of, <laughs> you know, guys with elbow patches. They were, I guess they, you know, I don't know what he thought, right? They were too academic. They were too intellectual. Yeah. You know, would have hated me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it became true, you know, because. You yeah, he couldn't do it because he ran away. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, like once again, there's another one that proves my case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe if you just stuck around and talked to him, uh, yeah, that could have been the first. Maybe build a little rapport. Let's do something here. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, he somewhere in his head, oh, he, he'd come up with that, and and he told himself enough times that yeah, he, he believed it to his core. I love that. Uh, the next one is snob appeal. And, uh, you know, that it just basically arguing that there's, you know, if, if you buy this product or service, you're automatically better, you know, the, mm-hmm. that you're, the, the buyer is better because they bought a certain product or service. Uh, so the idea of, um, you know, uh, you came up with this one, but, you know, this, this is a superior watch. I'm a superior person, right? You know, I, I, I wear a Rolex. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody who knows uh, watches just a little bit might have heard that uh, Rolex not the best timepiece out there for keeping time. Right. Yeah. Even the Rolex people will tell you. Yeah. There's <laughs> other timepieces that are more accurate day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. Um, so, but yeah, there's nothing else that says I've arrived, you know, to the general right. public than that timepiece. Right. Um, so and it's not was, to say that there aren't a million reasons that you might want to buy a Rolex, right? But it's not going to make you a superior person. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like saying, you know, I, uh, you know, I get breakfast sandwiches from Burger King because that's where Warren Buffett gets his breakfast. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't think Warren Buffett looks like the paragon of health. <laughs> yeah. This, this may not be working for him. <laughs> Oh, that's good. All right. So that's snob appeal. We've got a couple more appeals and we're done with the propaganda. Uh, appeal to, to, excuse me, appeal to tradition, uh, arguing that, you know, that, that something's connection to the past makes it superior. Um, so uh, the example I give, which again, I have literally seen with clients in the past, we use paper and pencil record keeping, just like companies in the 50s did. Oh yeah, better than these computers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that 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 adage, you know, we're going with a tried and true method. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is tried and true. Uh, right. You know, you know, companies have been doing this for a hundred years. Right. Yeah. How many of them will be here another hundred years? Yeah. That's and and a, that's irrelevant. Uh, yeah. Right. It's irrelevant. That's the point. Is you know, are we actually talking about the heart of the argument? That's what we keep mm-hmm. having to come back to here. And if we're talking about other things, if we're talking about tradition and not talking about whether or not this is a good idea for us, then we're, we're off the mark. That's, that's where we're telling mm-hmm. ourselves a story that's not necessarily true. 
Oh yeah. And you've got some leaders that, 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 you know, have banned the phrase we've always done it this way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got leaders who like, if you, there's two things you can't say, it's not my job. Yeah. And because we've always done it that way. Yep. And so, yeah, that, that second one, that appeal to tradition, right? We yep. can't even consider another idea. I, that's, that's a perfect way to look at it. Because we've always done it that way. Uh, the last one's uh, similar to all this appeal to high tech. You know, the, the, the something that we're talking about is, um, is superior because it's the most recent thing. It's the, it's the latest technology. It's the latest, uh, uh, you know, product service idea that's attached to this new thing. Um, so I, you know, give a silly example here. Our marketing centers around Ding Dong. It's the latest social network. So you know it's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the latest. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a very, he was an older, you know, a leader, but, but he was up to speed on all the technology. But, but that, yeah. Yeah. He, he was, he would dismiss these instantly. You know, I've yeah. started my, you know, salesman come up. I've started my TikTok channel. It's like, fantastic. How many leads? How many appointments? How many sales have you got? <laughs> Well, it's not about that. Well, <laughs> you're a salesman. That may be the coolest, latest thing. And I'm not against it, but you need to figure out a way for it to make money. Yeah. Right. Right. What's for the ROI? Be, yeah. What's, what's the return on that investment of time and energy? Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. They would always, yeah, but this is where everybody's going. I don't care <laughs> Who, who's going there and being successful in our line of work with it. Right. Oh, I don't know anybody that. <laughs> <laughs> doing any of that yeah but, uh, but yeah that yeah yeah just because that's where everybody's going and yeah doesn't mean it's necessarily what's best for us well you can see how all of these stoke your emotions in some way and um you know your emotions aren't bad but naming what's going on can really help uh, prevent these things from taking over and guiding your decision making Mm -hmm. uh, so just uh, calling everybody to be a little more logical, uh, take some of the emotion out of the decision making. Um, you're never going to all the way do that. It's impossible. Um, but making sure that, you know, your emotions are tied to something that's real instead of something that's just appealing to a fad or appealing to a fear you have or what have you. That's the idea here. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I, I think even as we talked about these and we talked about our examples, you could hear the emotion that that was created by the use of these totally you know, like like you know my uncle running away you yeah. know you know people banning the this phrase right because it was so frustrating to them so right so so yeah yeah there yeah these definitely generate a lot of emotions and emotions that aren't helpful i i think you that that's really well said yeah um, yeah and so, um and again, we're we're gonna do. Uh, I don't know. We I guess we haven't fully decided, but we, we've got one or two more episodes of these fallacies. Keep coming back because uh, there's just a million ways that human beings can be wrong, and uh, we, we're <laughs> we're going through these uh, ways that show up in our conversations, in our in our crucial conversations where we're talking about you know these. It, it's an emotionally charged conversation already. And if at the core of that, there's, there's this error in our thinking, you know, we need to be able to label that and, and move past it. So hope these are helpful to you. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think we should appeal to tradition. <laughs> now that's true. You know, because, you know, when you think about all the announcers we've had, 
one. All right? <laughs> we, we've stuck with ours. All right. If we're we're nothing if not loyal to tradition. So uh, take it away, Mr. Wolf. And that, I guess, is that. It doesn't take a genius. No rights reserved, nothing trademarked, copyrighted, or even original. Feel free to give it to anyone, anytime, using any and all media formats. Warning, Mark and Mike may or may not make another one. I'm your announcer, and I did not get paid a nickel to do this. They won't even let me tell you my name. So, until next time, if there is a next time, stay safe, be well. That's good enough.